This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello and welcome to the OT3 podcast. Today's episode is about monsters we want to get freaky with. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to give a shout out to Ace of Shame, who left a wonderful review on iTunes. Uh, they also suggested we actually bring a fanfic writer onto the show, which is something that we're, you know, we're kind of actually working on. So stay tuned for that. And if you want a shout out, please leave a review on iTunes or audible.com and we'll give you a little shout out. Or if you don't have either of those, we accept Twitter as well. Uh, and with that, I am your host for today, Stephanie. Did I just call myself Stephanie? You just called yourself <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> We've got Stephanie joining us today. She is oh, McLean, Loki, so and self-insert fanfiction writer. I am your host, Steffi. Wow, where did that come from? Who else do I have with me? You got Sarah Weems over here, and I am I am also a fanfiction writer. So secretly, we're all already fan fiction writers. <laughs> we're just not good fan fiction writers. Oh, yeah. And I'm Ashley. Uh, I am a fan fiction writer. I said that so uh, <laughs> confidently. Um, I really feel it. Uh, I'm more of a fan fiction reader. I'll be raw honest, you guys. You don't want to read my fan fictions. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, brief warning. I think it's pretty common for our podcast. No, little not uh, safe for work and SFW. So, just your warning right now. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, Monster fucking one hundred and one. <laughs> all right. Uh, before before we get into like the nitty gritty, uh, I kind of I, I kind of want to like talk about spooky and horror and all that stuff. Um, do you guys like to be scared? Yes. Yes and no. I'm a straight up no. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, next question. Why do you like to be scared? Um, I've thought about this uh, because I didn't used to like horror. I used mm. to like creepy things. I've always liked, uh, you know, um, Tim Burton, like that kind of stuff. But I never really liked horror horror until I got older and was way more stable in my life and I realized it gets boring when you have so much stability mm -hmm. and so getting scared from movies like makes me feel alive I was Sarah? going to say something similar which is that it's it's a lot of the movies and horror movies touch on things that you don't see in common media and I love seeing different takes of stories and stuff like that I personally when I said yes no I don't like fucking with ghosts or like the ring, like shit that feels like I'm going to die by watching it. I don't touch that. But if it's like a gory zombie vampire, somebody's eating somebody, I'm like all for that. See, I am the exact opposite of both of y'all when it comes to this. I don't like being scared, but I love spooky things. But I like it because it's mysterious. It's the unknown. It's different. And that's why I like it. I don't want jump scares. I don't want gore. I want the unusual, the strange, the outcast, the weird. That's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, wouldn't it be cool to screw a ghost? <laughs> God, that's why you need to read that fucking book I recommended, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, I I definitely so for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Steffi has been talking about a fucking ghost a ghost for a very since, long time. For, like since I've known you, I don't know when this started in you, but like it's been a cornerstone. <laughs> 
I probably should stop like starting our friendships this way, but yeah. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh, so according to today.com, the hormonal reaction we get when we're exposed to a threat or crisis can motivate this oh. love of being scared. The moment we feel threatened, we feel increasingly more strong and powerful physically and more intuitive emotionally. This charge to our physical and mental state is called an adrenaline rush. And as humans, we are apparently hardwired to be drawn to this type of feeling, which I thought was really interesting. So yeah, we love the rush of it. I have a, this is tangential, but makes sense. Um, I've heard that if you really want someone to like, like you or to really get the flirtation going on a date is like to take someone to a theme park and go on a roller coaster. Cause to get that kind of like adrenaline rush, Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, the hormonal response is to really enjoy that time with that person. Usually, usually. (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, also I'm just going to do a quick little sidebar when it comes to horror and monster movies, there is a lot to unpack. Oh there is so much sexism. There's so much racism. Uh, we're not getting to that today. That's that's just too much. We're here to talk about things we want to bone. So just throwing that out there. Because a lot of older horror movie monsters uh, are very rooted into like racism and sexism. For example, um, basically old monster movies and even current monster movies, monsters uh, represent the current fear that our culture has like whether it's like communism the red scare um things like that or just like science and is it going too far and it's usually a reflection of what we fear but because of that it's it's why outcasts are usually drawn to that people who feel like they don't feel it uh, fit in are drawn to those type of monsters because they're like oh they're outcasts, I'm an outcast, therefore I relate more to the monster than I do to the hero. Uh, a great, great, great example is actually, I believe, is Beauty and the Beast, uh, Disney's mm. version. That movie, we have this cool, scary beast creature who connects this beautiful, innocent woman. I just want to say that's also a lot of where the sexism plays in. It's always this, uh, women are usually portrayed mm. as these innocent virtue things or the only things that can save these beasts. Always a virgin. And if always you're virgin. not virtuous, then you usually die or have horrible things happen to you. So it's also why I'm, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of horror tropes. Uh, but in it, we have a lot of, of our very typical tropes. We have the scary monster, we have the mm-hmm. damsel in distress, and we have the machismo hero going to go save her. But Beauty and Beast does something different where the machismo guy is actually the bad guy in this movie. So uh, I feel like uh, a lot of uh, people, women especially, can relate to this movie where we are, we know, I think all of us have met a guest on in our lives. A guy who feels <laughs> yes. like he... We, he's God's gift to us, that we are lucky that he's chosen us. And so when Belle becomes you know, close to the beast and gets to know him, it's like, he's actually not that bad of a dude. He's kind of tortured, has some anger issues, but we all have our flaws. She, you know, he at least treats her with respect, listens to her, jokes around with her, and she feels comfortable with him. Whereas Gaston just sees her as a prize to be won. Um... And then, you know, Beast turns human at the end. And a lot of us, me included, I'm like, eh, you were sexier as the Beast. But yeah, um, I, I, that's what I yeah. kind of love. <laughs> also, quick question. Do y'all like Beast uh, post or pre-transformation? You saying, do I like the Beast or do I like Adam? 
Because that Adam is his is name. Not, Adam is not the canonical name. It was what? on a Disney video game that some third party made up, and it's never canonically said that's his name. Uh, his name is just the Beast. I want to uh, cry. That's Adam. How dare you? No, his name's not, Adam. That's not. I'm, Anytime uh, someone says Adam, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's his name. It's so. not though. <laughs> I don't it was believe on a video you. Game and people just accepted it as canon, and it wasn't an official. It's like if you go to like uh, uh, so, uh, I'm pretty sure I can't remember where I read this, but it's like if you go to like anything, his name is just the beast. His name Adam will not appear anywhere. Sarah's furiously typing. I feel like I've read it in it a out. book. Um, to answer your question, though, you probably, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> while, while, while Sarah double checks your work here. Um, so I'll be real honest. Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. Um, I watched it from when I was tiny. Like I have videos of me just saying that first like line, like once upon a time, you know, so when good. I was a kid, I memorized it all. Like I watched it over and over again. I love that movie so much. And when he turns into a human, there's a big dopamine rush because she won and he's alive. But every time, like, I actually saw him, I felt kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know this guy. I don't know exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. I feel uncomfortable. It's like, I don't know this man. He's a stranger. And Sarah, hot for like a, you know, animated character. But like, you're just kind of going like, wait, is he or... Mm. Like, I, like Belle's face, like that's my face. I'm like, I. Uh, uh, I, I think she went through the same emotions. Like, eh, well, I went through all this trouble. I'll marry I mean, him. that's why Shrek exists. Let's be honest, because oh, we'll it's basic. <laughs> oh, it's on the it's on the docket for the day. Okay, uh, I have questions. I'm okay. Go for it. About no, Adam? no, no, no. You are correct, Steffi. It actually was written in a book. Oh, a book. I thought um, it was a video game. It was a book by a Disney archivist uh, called Disney A to Z. Many people that Smith states that Adam is the beast's real name. This is completely untrue throughout the entire series of David Smith books. He never refers to the beast as Adam. In fact, Dave Smith addresses that as completely false in an interview on the D23 website. Oh, man. Hell freaking. And then you are correct. There was a CD-ROM game called Fast Focus, and there was a question in it, and they asked, and they said... The answer was Adam. Well, I'm sorry, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to destroy that myth for you, but we are here to spread the truth. (laughs) You're true. Um, But, you know, heck it. Let's talk about Shrek. Uh, It's (laughs) yes, it's a meme, but it also has it did something that really we never really seen before. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Oh, my God, Sarah. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, women in these stories are are really not treated great. Like, just assume that they don't have personalities, they don't have any motivations of their own. They're just the beautiful damsels in distress. They are the embodiment and virtuous. And with um, Shrek, virtue. One second, Sarah. <laughs> but Sarah with Shrek. And I'm sorry, spoilers. At the end of the movie, it's not the guy who uh, changes. She changes into an ogre. And it's like, hey, you're beautiful the way you are. You don't need to be uh, what society believes is beautiful. Like, you can just be who you are and what you want to be. And I thought that was like, that's really for a a dumb meme-ish movie. That is a really great message to spread. Um, but yeah, what Sarah? 
I was going to say uh, a little bit back to Beauty and the Beast. Have okay. you ever read the Brothers Grimm version of any of them? Oh, when I was a kid, I don't I remember. Probably the, have, if but... I remember correctly, the Brothers Grimm version. Oh, now I can't. I had a point and I don't remember I feel what like it she was. She had sisters in the Brothers Grimm one. She and might treated have. her awfully. I read um, it for AP history or so, um, literature one year and I was like. Okay, so in if I remember like old school Beauty and the Beast, she has two sisters and a father. Father's a merchant. He gives all the stuff to the sisters. The daughters, they ask for all these things. She asks for a rose. So the father goes off, picks the rose from the beast's garden. There the go. beast then says, you've taken something from me, blah, blah, blah. And um, he basically says, I, I, gave, I wanted this for my daughter. You know, he's like, well, I'll let you live, but your daughter has to come and like live with me. And so, like, that's, like, the start, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know so much about Beauty and the Beast. No, that's beautiful. I love <laughs> well, that. Well, because I think in the original one, the Beast doesn't turn back into a human, if I remember correctly. Like, it's that they just settle as him being a monster. And then she's in love with him. I don't remember, remember, dude. I apologize. I'm going to Google. Comments. You guys keep talking. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll come up with it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so... I think a lot of us like is that when these tropes are turned up on their head um, and there's another movie that I really, really want to discuss and it's getting more into the monster fucking area. Like I said, we're just going to slightly tiptoe into it. I don't think this is a tiptoe if it's a movie I think you're talking about. Oh yeah, it's not a tiptoe. It's actually a straight dive into. into No, it's actually not, but I do want to talk about Venom. Venom is like monster fucking like like the monster fucking yeah well the thing is um okay i'll, I'll kind of use venom to uh, segue into this and then we'll go back to venom uh well venom did canonize that eddie brock and venom are basically in a relationship they even have a male pregnancy story down the line it's all canon um it wasn't exactly mainstream it was popular but not mainstream. But I want to talk about the very first mainstream movie that actually brought mon- monster fucking to the forefront. And that's The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, of course. I'm so yes, silly. That is yes. monster fucking. I, oh, I I'm in, so stilly. Sebi <laughs> goes, we're going to dive right in. I was like, oh, I know where we're going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the thing is, okay, uh, I, I remember when this movie started coming out and we, there was reviews of like, I just don't believe a woman will fall in love with the fish man and all of us are just like yes you will fall in love and with this the fish is man. a great example that men do not understand what women want uh also i know i'm very using very gender normative phrases i apologize i i understand that <laughs> um monster fucking is for everybody unless mm. you're ace then it's not for you because you're not into that <laughs> but maybe y'all could be friends you know yeah <laughs> monster friendship as an um, ace individual i may have dabbled into the monster fucking fandoms a little bit because i'm curious yeah there's no there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah um and we'll get into why we find that fascinating in a second but yeah uh Guillermo del Toro, I need you to understand I love you so freaking much. And then you bring this movie that is beautiful and fun. And then you, it was like known, or it was at least a rumor that he would actually carry a picture of the monster's butt to make sure that women would, would really like it. So the monster's, the creature's butt is like gorgeous, which it is in the movie. Uh, I still <laughs> haven't seen this movie. Oh, dude, it's so good. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, so you haven't seen it? I, don't know I think I'd like love it. it. 
I don't you know. Who knows? I, I don't. It. I can never tell with you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a little bit of a wild one. So for, yeah. for people who sense. haven't seen the movie stuff yeah. yet, like Sarah, like do you have a brief synopsis of like like basic points? Uh, basically, um, it's. It, Oh god, when does it take place? I should probably look, uh get this stuff. I think it up. takes place in the future, sure. right? No, no, it, no it does it's not. It's definitely it's like the past. The... I want to say 1950s. Yeah. Um, I love the 50s. Not because the vibe. awful women vibes, but I love the artistic. Yeah, the 60s. It takes uh, set in Baltimore, Maryland in 1962. Uh the story follows a mute cleaner, so she is uh, mute, so she can't talk, uh, at a high-security government lab who falls in love with a captured humanoid amphibian creature. And um, so, yeah, uh, she first befriends it and, like, is feeding him eggs. It's really cute. But there's a whole other stuff going on. Of course, the government is experimenting on the, the creature. Um, there's even uh, a, a nude scene where it's implied they have sex, which they totally do. And there's a hilarious scene where her friend is like, does he have, like, you know, the like, equipment? The equipment? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she does some hand motions. Yeah, so she does that, some hand movement. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, go online, look at a GIF of it. You'll know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, so yeah, like, to go back to those reviewers who are like, I just don't find it believable that women would like this. The thing is, people have been attracted to the unknown, the monster's for years. This has been the theme since our earliest stories. It's in Greek mythology. It's in so many different cultures I was, of women. I was going to well, bring that mostly up. Mostly women, um, you know, doing the deed with monsters or creatures. Wait, so right now I'm listening to the audiobook Circe, which mm. um, in Greek mythology, like it's basically like Circe is that witch on the island who entraps all the sailors and turns them into pigs. Um, but it's basically her story of like how she ended up sentenced to the island, all of the things that happened to her in between. And part of it is apparently one of her sisters uh, fucks the the white bull, like a magical bull. And then Cersei is the one who like goes to help birth the child. Mm -hmm. And it's the Minotaur. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Minotaur comes from like in the labyrinth is that Cersei's sister fucked a great bull. And so it's like, they've been, they've been fucking animals, weird left and right <laughs> monsters, anything. So I'm going to reveal some stuff about me. Cause I used to be obsessed with Greek mythology. When I was like younger, I used to write stories of me and the Minotaur becoming best friends, mostly cause I was too scared to write anything like a little, like, you know, a little X rated, but like, I always wrote stories of like us, like running off and me saving him and, you know. I'm going to say something also to reveal myself. <laughs> fanfiction dot, not fanfiction.net. AO3 has some very interesting Minotaur fanfictions <laughs> that are original works. Uh, there's a lot of, lot to go on there. Yep. Yeah, no, there's a lot to go on there, especially yes. with like the mythology of it is that like they just drop people in there every harvest. So mm. it's. So um, real quick, just ahead. to wrap that up, because I uh, when we knew that we were going to do this episode, I did like a little bit of research, like just to, like, OK, like what's going on and stuff. And I found this book that I was like, OK, now I want to read this. <laughs> um, and it's called The Minotaur Takes a Cigarette Break. And uh, I just thought you guys would enjoy the synopsis on it. And it's Please. Yes. once he was an ancient Greek monster who hungered for human flesh. But these days, he's a socially awkward line cook living in a trailer park. I hate it so much. 
What? <laughs> the minute he takes it. a cigarette break, we'll have you rooting for this bullheaded outcast from page one as he struggles oh to open himself up to happiness God. and love and stop catching his horns on everything. Oh, oh my, my God. I gotta read this. God okay. damn it. So follow-up <laughs> on books about monster fucking. <laughs> So um, I've talked about her before. Her name's Katie Robert. And uh-huh. um, this is the author of Neon Gods mm-hmm. and the whole like dark, uh, the uh, adult romance series that is about the um, the villains from Disney getting the girls. Um, and if you were unaware, that is a series that exists. It is a series that exists. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, her next book that she has announced is literally about dragons and fucking dragons uh so it's it's getting popular more and more by the day yeah um i was reading some articles and they believe that a lot of it because like i feel like this isn't something that's new i don't feel like it's anything that like oh we suddenly like this i feel like this has been a part of a lot of our cultures for a very very long time but with the internet with things like tumblr we had places to finally escape to to talk about this to make stories to indulge in this and now people just don't give a fuck anymore and can talk proudly about it hey otp podcast um but uh which leads me to oh do you have something to say before i continue um not i don't really think anything all like though i did really think that like so i feel like one of the reasons why being stuck at home for like a year and a half has just made people just not care. They're like, look, I read this stuff. This is how I survived. Okay. Like Like, TikTok trends have just gone crazy. It's just like, everybody's just like, all right, look, I can't keep this inside anymore. I have to tell someone. Well, it's like when we did the episode about the ice barbarians, Sarah, this is an audio podcast. I know. Okay. I just showed them. It is an image from Katie Roberts book and it has a, it's like, classic romance like painting of a girl and a guy on the front of cover and it's like very like victorian with flowers all over the place and it is a giant dragon and then he has a girl chained to him oh and that comes out uh in it's the first book in deal with a demon and it's called the dragon's bride uh and it comes out in 2022 march 2022 look forward to that monster fucking goodness (laughs) i'm Googling that now. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. Everybody right, go look it talk, up. Let's talk about Venom for a hot second. Mm, okay. Um, really popular. I have not seen the second one yet. I'm frustrated that I haven't seen it because I freaking loved the first one. Because that movie is a rom-com and you cannot tell me otherwise. Eddie yeah. Rock and Venom are just the odd couple, uh, two losers who just find each other, fall in love, and now are inseparable. And I loved that about the first Venom movie. Um, apparently the second one is more about how they're a couple, but I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it. Um, but I'm Let's really, really it. excited. Let's go see it. Let's yeah, go next Monday. Um, but I God, there was a TikTok um, that this person did, and it was one of my favorites. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, it, uh, it's about being vulnerable, about two souls sharing a body and just uh, like the emotional uh, like vulnerability you have when you do that. But it's also about the sexy alien fucking. Yes. And I think that perfectly sums up everything. Uh, there is a vulnerability. There is something that you have to see inside yourself when you're reading these things. It's letting yourself 
uh, letting yourself go. But it's also, mm-hmm. you know, the fun, sexy stuff like tentacle porn and weird suckers and fangs and mm-hmm. electricity and slimy swamp monsters. Yep. Uh, it's it's <laughs> monster fucking has two sides. One, the sexy stuff and two, just the the connections, the the like the fact that a lot of these stories are about like these big brooding monsters that are scary except heart. to the smaller uh you know more fragile human character there's so, a protection element there's a soulmate like element there's mm-hmm. a connection element where connection with this creature that you do not get with other people so that you're can both I, these oddballs yet find each other yes you can what you want so recently i saw tiktok as one uh-huh. does and it was a TikTok saying it was like it was like one of those like, oh, you know my art, but you don't know my art. And it was this person revealing that they single handedly provide most of the art that is of Link and that uh, red shark man uh, prints something from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh. And it's them in love. And apparently it's a very big thing. And I was looking at these fucking images this woman had drawn. I was like, this is incredible. I love this. I don't know what's going on with the shark, Scion, and Link. And I was, I don't know what this is, but I'm about it. And so I went to fanfiction.net. That shit is so cute and so pornographic, but it was so (laughs) cute. Like there were so many stories about like how like Link was like, didn't have anybody. And then he stumbles upon this monster and the monster's like, hey buddy, let me and you be friends. And then it slowly devolves into something more. And I'm just like, this is it. This is what monster fucking is about. This yeah. is what I want. If you play uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, um, there is a sexy fish prince. Or mm-hmm. get it, Link. Uh- yeah. That's, that's that. I was going to say, uh, you were talking yeah. about monster fucking. I go, I've recently read a monster fucking. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and this also, like, monster fucking also goes back to where we're talking about the beginning being scared you are a scared of this alien monster creature and b you're scared to be vulnerable with anyone that's you know beyond yourself so it it it, it intertwines these two themes and i think that's uh, another reason why like a lot of people are drawn to them um that being said uh do you have any monster like movies or creatures that you guys are like really into yes but let's have Ashley talk first because I just brought my topic up. Ashley, you have one? So I have a couple that I was... I, I just realized after doing a little bit of research like how often it happens. Um, uh-huh. And so I kind of want to keep us... I have... I'm not going to bring up one because I think Sarah's going to bring it up. <laughs> but one of the first books that we tried to do our book club about was Warm Bodies. And I was like, it's a zombie. <laughs> and I was like, it's so good. But it's really good. <laughs> So um, that was one of the ones that I was like, if Sarah didn't bring that one up, I wanted it. To- <laughs> I was going to bring more bodies one. up. I forgot it existed. You forgot it existed? So good. See, Sarah, you do know. Sarah was like, I don't know For- if I know any like monster. Yeah. I don't know. If there's actual like. I, I got so angry because I just cleaned out my bookshelf and then I found that book again and I got so angry. I was like, we are so bad at starting book clubs. Okay, we here's the it, thing. Never do it. I finish every single book that we talk about in book clubs and no one else ever does. Warm Bodies, Twilight. Uh, I don't know if we've tried to start another one. Ash, uh, that, Sarah, we'll you do not want to go down this path. I will get so angry. <laughs> what did I not finish? 
We, you finish them, but you don't do the initiative of talking no. to people about it, which is the whole like point of the people. book club. I just want to, I want to talk to, I want to talk at you about books that you've never read. That's what I want in life. I want to be like, <laughs> Hey, warm bodies. Do you want a cute? Like I like to, Sorry, I want to talk two about book clubs and then did nothing to like keep okay, people no, motivated. The twilight one. We you tried. Start, we did you, try. Yeah. But he, I tried harder Steffi than you. only showed up. <laughs> it was very sad. It was very there sad. There was like a solid like 10 people in that group. <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah. You did show up for that one meeting. We're, we're much okay. Sorry. Sorry. Cast, we're getting off track. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So our bodies, Ashley. <laughs> so I just thought that that was a fun one just because it, it really you go, how could it be a zombie? And And then you read it and it's like, it's actually kind of really sweet. Um, I didn't think this was one of the monster ones that like, I'm really about monsters, like monster level. That's not beauty and the beast, obviously. Like, but when I first read the initial synopsis that like she falls in love with a zombie, I was like, I'm not into this. Like, this is kind of gross. And then I read it and I was like, okay, I'm into this. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Also a very cute movie, though, completely different than the book. Cause the book is written for adults and the movie is targeted towards teens mm-hmm. which is very yeah. weird it was, it was an interesting book i didn't finish it I'm like halfway through but it was really interesting when i read uh, what, <laughs> was your, what was oh, yeah, yours sarah oh i was gonna bring one up because i've mentioned this earlier and Steffi goes i'm gonna say something about this but i'm mad about it and that's i said that currently i'm in a hannibal lecter see and this i is... qualify hannibal lecter as a monster no i don't i think in this case, monster is something that does not look human. Hannibal is just a criminal. Yes, he eats people, but he's still human. But Whereas I believe, yeah, I, I, there's so many evil dudes, whatever. But monsters is usually otherworldly. Like, well, on the top you of my at- monster fucking look, it, but look on look. the top of my monster fucking <laughs> list is Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham. I- they don't, well, definitely not Will. I've never yeah. seen it. I know Will doesn't count. Hannibal looks human. If you see that dude down the street, you'd be like, ah, that's Mad Mickelson. But <laughs> um, he's still just a dude. Whereas what we're talking about is scales, uh, fur, um, teeth, alien venom. Oh, I teeth. have one. I have one. Which one? Uh, do you guys ever read the book Vladimir Todd? No. I don't think that is, so. I don't know if I would qualify it monster fucking because it is a teenager, but it is a monster. And it's like a lot of like teen romance of him trying to fall in love. And he is just a vampire. He's like classic vampire, too. And I fucking love me some good classic. Yeah, vampires I will count vampires because they are still supernatural. Sarah, yeah. and that's, I think that's the that's the other element. There's a supernatural element. What about fairies? What about yeah. werewolves? Yeah. Teen wolf, Sarah. Dude, the teen wolf is so good. There's um, a lot of monsters in Teen Wolf. That shit does not stick with just wolves. All right, so many I'm monsters. Gonna, I want to go through uh, uh, like three that I really like. I'm going to talk about the first one because I know no one's really going to know or care. The first one is Todd from Stargate Atlantis. He's this like, he's called a, a, a wrath, wraith, a wraith, a wraith. It's hard. It's been years. He's a wraith. He's like, like 
white and has like hair, has like this little hand sucker thing too uh, that drains your life force. And you know, most of them are like just mindlessly violent who all answer to a queen. That's really cool. I loved all the queens. Uh, but Todd, you know, he's sarcastic and sassy and you know, really, uh, you know, he has a good chemistry with the main lead. I also when I looked him up, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. He looks, he looks like gruesome. a lizard man. Yeah, I love yeah. Todd. <laughs> uh, I wrote so much fan fiction about Todd. I am not Todd even and you. Uh, so much Reader fan fiction. <laughs> I am not answering Reader that question. Insert. Second, I'm wearing his jersey, and it's freaking Jason. And it's all I don't like Jason movies to be. Wait, wait, with. pause. Jersey? What? Yeah, this is a jersey. A Jason jersey. Yeah. It's a Jason. Oh, we're on the second person. Yeah. Got it. I thought you were saying that the Stargate Atlanta man had no, no, a jersey, no, 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 and I was I, very I was confused. Move on. I'm not sure if you're hearing me. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on for that. We're not gonna. So we're not gonna Jason? stay. Jason. Let I gotta hear the Let me on this. explain. Let me explain. Jason. Okay. It once again, count I if don't Hannibal like... doesn't count. Fuck off. <laughs> what? Fuck off. If Hannibal does... does not count, Jason does not count. He does. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. And he's four. He comes back to life. There is a supernatural element. Have you not? The red. Mm. He comes back to fucking life. No, I'm wrong. Like, no, if Jason counts. No, no, no. I can't believe you fucking brought this to the table after you told me Hannibal didn't count. They're two different different things. Oh, we got to put out a Twitter poll. Jaren, I'm sorry. I I know you said not to bring you into this. (laughs) Jaren, do you think Jason counts as monster fucking? If, He's if a fucking the, human. If the the like uh, prerequisite is that there's a supernatural element, then yes, Jason counts. Hell yeah, there's supernatural element. Hannibal's just a dude that eats people. Like I'm double checking. I think there's some supernatural. You could be talking about serial history. killers at that point. Like there's like, yeah, two different things. <laughs> two different things. Yeah, and very I'm different things. It. And what I liked about him is like, I, once again, I don't like horrors. I don't like a lot of Jason movies because it's very stereotypical. Uh, kill the slut, the virgin survives type of thing. Hate that stuff. Uh, in Freddy versus Jason, uh, Jason uh, attacks Freddy and ends up saving a few people. And it's just like kind of like a nod to them. And I was like, oh, he has a sensitive side. And that was it. <laughs> so, so you're saying that you like Jason. Not that there's like a big community out there. That's oh, there's got to be a big there's community that wants to fuck Jason. <laughs> All right. I, no, there has to okay, be. Okay, okay. And the second one is the same thing that happened. It's Alien versus Predator. That one's acceptable. Okay, okay. Predator, Predator, who is an alien, Predator uh, teams up with the human lady to defeat Alien. And there's like a moment where he hands her a staff and it's like, it marks her face like, you know, you're one of me, basically. You're one of the Predators now, yeah. I was like, I ship it. I ship it so hard. (laughs) This is all I care about. (laughs) We're not talking about it. Wait, what? What? I don't know. It's like, do aliens count as supernatural? But they do. Monster yeah. fucking. I know. Yeah, but supernatural. It's like, I guess you could, you know, alien sci-fi fantasy. But what if it's a mon- What if it's an alien that looks just like us? It, it depends. It, then. But like, how? Wh- because I don't then, like this um, definition. <laughs> Mork what and else? Mindy. <laughs> then Mork and Mindy. Then Mork's. What about Mork something? is a fucker? Yeah. No monster. Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy's a monster fucker if she for- fucks Mork, which she does. Damn. She does? Anyways, well, I've never a- watched that show. I know of that show. 
I'm and guessing they, they did. They end up together. Um, sorry, Ashley, what you were saying? Oh, I was going to say, um, oh, I totally just lost it because I looked at something else. But uh, what, what about like Spock or something? Like, like, like an alien that kind of looks kind of human. The entirety of the original Stargate Atlantis. Like, no. they're aliens, but like, they're not like typical monster looking. I feel but like that. are fairies. Fairies are very pretty. There are so vampires. Well, vampires can. They can yeah. be. Like Nosferatu. Like, are you attracted to Nosferatu or Edward? Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know. I would tap that. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there's a there's a definitely a line, and it kind of gets blurry to the more humanoid looking people and monsters. Um, like, do they technically count as a monster? Like when we say like monster, fuck. Right? I I don't think I think there needs to be a scary element almost too. Oh, we didn't talk about Hellboy. Right? Oh, ma- the See, monster fucker! Hellboy Part Two: The Hot Twin Brother. He's like uh, he's like like he has this cool elf looking creature. Okay, oh, that's exactly I, who I was thinking of the the elf creature. I was like, I, you know, I wouldn't say no to like the blue dude or even Hellboy. Honestly, there's yeah, I feel like this has just turned into a fuck Can Mary kill, that? but just fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> Mythical creatures, Ooh, but gotta, Hannibal doesn't count. Um, he doesn't. It exists within a magical realism state, and like I just, I feel like he should count as a monster fucker. What is the magical realism of that show? Explain it to me. Uh, there's a lot of like, why is Lindsay calling me? Um, <laughs> there's like a lot of like weird stuff going on and like they keep like alluding that like Hannibal is actually like this deer creature that influences Will's life and it just feels like it it it's so much more Are than they, just like, a human being. Are they like doing metaphors like dreams or is it actually a thing that they can confirm? Cuz I am still on the no on this one, especially if you go by the movie, it's just some dude. I think in the series it's a psychological metaphor all those deer things. I don't I think Sarah's You've seen to, it all? Yeah, I've seen all of Yeah, I've watched all of Hannibal. I'm rewatching it. It's a great show. (laughs) Okay, uh, audio listeners, uh, I am going to snap my fingers in a Z. So, (laughs) what the fuck? Are you you back in like 2001? Let me just. Let me snap a child in a deep formation. What is it? Isn't it like. Wait, wait. Oh, God. I just had a flashback. I need something that the audio listeners could hear, okay? (laughs) Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Ooh, you just got dissed. Oh, my God. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too I, deep. That's too far, Sarah. That's too far. I have. I have another one though. Like, okay. okay. Uh, else you want to fuck? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. No. God no. Edward I mean, yes, he counts. Yes, I feel like he counts, but no. Ugh. Look, See, you just like you know, it's fine. But like, just, it was such a cute love story, and he looks so adorable. <laughs> Little baby oh, Johnny Depp. I know. Um. Ooh, so I had this thought. So this hmm. is like kind of like been fun, like like monsters you would get freaky with. What a and then you know, this is all kind of spooky. We're not gonna do the horror, but have you guys ever heard of the movie It Follows? Of course. That sounds familiar. What is that? I know the so concept. It follows is about a demon mm-hmm. 
that um, basically kills uh, in the order in which people have sex. Oh, yeah. And so, like, somebody got it originally. I think, like, uh, you know, STD, like, but put demon where it's disease. And basically. transmitted demon? Yes. That's what they should have called it. (sighs) But basically, like, who knows how it started? Mm. And then if that person has sex with another person, has sex with another person, you know, because everybody, you know, Tinder, age, like, whatever. Um, but basically, the demon follows the path, and it it's always following you. And it moves kind of slowly, but it never stops. So, like, think of, like, the whole, like, if this, like, the whole snail concept, like, if it's always coming after you, like, how do you do, deal with it? Um, but basically, it, it was, one, that movie was really scary. I was like, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, man, this movie's really scary. Because it just won't stop. It will never stop following. And so even if you go and like they, they, they try all these experiments to try to figure out like how do we save ourselves, but it just never, it never stops. And the way it kills you is by like, it, it, through sex. Like what it has sex with you and it kills you. I know. Oh my God. Again, um, this is slight tangent, but again, I was listening to the Cersei book. In a part of it, it says that Midas gets cursed that whenever he has sex, his semen turned into scorpions and snakes and it killed every person he cheated on his wife with. And that's how it happened. And they couldn't figure out how these women were dying. They would just die while they were in the middle of having sex with him. And is that not the most disgusting, horrible thing you've ever could think of? I do not like that at all. No. Oh, I just crossed my legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I was like, I was reading that and I was like, Oh my God. Ah, and I'm like driving on the interstate and I was like, this is the worst thing to listen to ever. I don't like this. Oh man. Um, all right. And that's pretty much all I really have to say on the subject. Uh, I, I think monster fucking is an actually interesting topic other than then, you know, the porn aspect of it. I think it's just fascinating why we are attracted to the monsters that we are attracted to. Do you get a sense of security? Do you get another sense of like, um, like there's finding truly... something or are you just really into kinky sex? Like there's all these different layers to it. There's really something to be said about like a big monster trying to protect you. It just is so, it just sounds so great. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Hey, this big monster, they just want to make sure you're okay. Like that's gotta be the best fucking hug. Like the beast. Imagine hugging the beast. Oh my God. Must be so nice. Yeah. (sighs) It would. Yeah. As somebody who loves beauty and the beast, I wonder like, what would, what would that smell like? You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, actually, I've never once brain, thought I was about literally that. Literally, just thinking. <laughs> that. I mean, like he bathes. Remember, there's like he, he does, does bathe. bathe. So, mm. like, and there are animals that smell nice. It's just like <laughs> taking care of them and their fur. Like, I have sat next to some human beings that have smelled worse than some animals I've seen. So it's like it's truly just how they take care of themselves. Like, literally, this weekend I went to go to my diner to get breakfast and I sat at the bar and I was so excited and this person sits next to me and they just reeked of acts so much I could barely breathe I was like this is the worst but yeah you know this also like monster fucking it 
almost, I don't want to say there's like a clear line, but it's also like kind of understand why furries exist, why they're into that. Uh, once again, this is a no shame area. We're not here to make fun of anyone if you're into it, whatever. Uh, but you know, uh, maybe furries is also a discussion we have down the line because that's a really interesting topic. I feel like we need to get, we need to find a furry because I, I don't feel like any of us. Yeah, like, no, that we should such... definitely interview someone who's part of the community if we're going to Yeah, that. like that is such a like, it, it is I feel bad for it a lot because I feel like it is you it's do something a, it's not. It's a punchy back of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's uh, like, that's that's also why like I feel like a lot of people just end up going more and more into these communities because like I said, they're the punchy bag of the communities. Uh, being a monster fucker is not something that a lot of people talk about. And it's just like, you find these communities, you find, you just basically become more of a more of an outcast. So that's why you get more and more uh, attached to these communities and these stories and these like, uh, ideas. So I, I think I think there's a lot there, and it's really fascinating to me. And um, yeah, monsters are sexy too, so that helps. Uh, before we wrap up, I want Jaron to answer what monster does he want to fuck? He, Sarah. No. <laughs> Sarah throwing Jaron under the bus. Are you no, mad that he here. took my side? You're mad he took no, my side. I just want to hear. He it. said. He said he did not want to do this. Sarah. I said, yeah, before the podcast, I said I didn't have an answer for this. But now you're like, oh, vampires and werewolves and all those exist. Like you gotta I, I, have somebody. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really like. Uh, oh, oh, uh, um, main girl from Underworld. That was like there the you go. Yeah, yeah okay. we said vampire. Like came through. I was like, ah, yeah, no, she's hot. <laughs> she's so hot. Uh, guys not bad either. Also, oh, oh, I have a new monster love that I never thought about, but now that I think about it, uh, as some of you know, I was not on vacations, y'all. I was on a work trip to Universal. It was for work. Right. <laughs> uh, we went to the. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. We went to the Bride of Frankenstein haunted house. Oh, it's I so was... cute. Oh my god, I was so in love. In between yelling and screaming, also I don't like haunted houses, so it was kind of torture for me. Uh, but also it was really fun to see the aesthetic side and also the hot ladies. But man, Bride of Frankenstein, she has my so heart. So good. Oh she my was like God. The just for like the record, like the Bride of Frankenstein uh, haunted house at Universal this year. The whole thing of it was basically, it starts you walk in. Um, it starts with like the old. Frankenstein movie playing on the side and it's when the castle falls and you hear like the Frankenstein die. And so then you walk around a corner and there's the bride trying to lift part of the building off of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And then as you continue to walk through the uh, house, you find out that it's her and like another witch trying to resurrect her husband. And it's very cute. And you're just like, how is this a haunted house? I mean, like the, the jump scares and whatnot, but <laughs> it was very cute. I got magnets from that one. I'm so excited. It was great. I also have one last thing um, <laughs> for the monsters uh, because I forgot about this movie. It's called Spring. And I would highly suggest you guys watch it because it's a romantic body horror. But the monster is the girl this time. <gasps> See, that is so rare. And I love that. And mm -hmm. it's this guy who's on vacation in Italy and he meets this girl. Um, she happens to be some kind of weird octopus monster. Um, yeah. But she can kind of look normal, but like her, like it's, she's, she's like Ursula, I think like tentacles, eats cats, creepy. Um, anyways, I, I highly, I thought that was a fun movie. It's a fun, it's a fun one. All right. Any final words before yes. I start our final what? One. 
this is a anti-monster fucking movie because I disagree with the monster. But uh, did you know that Jennifer's body is based off of a short movie called Jennifer? And in that one, it is really, it's like, it's cheap horror, which means it's the best horror. And it is gruesome of this, like, the Jennifer, which is not a hot Jennifer. Like, it's definitely more of like, hey, there's this monster that these men want to fuck. And then, uh, and the wives are like, what is this? And then uh, she eats them. And then she goes on to the next guy, gets them to take her in. And, like, she's just very horribly defigured. Clearly a monster. And all the girls are like, what are you doing? That is a monster. And all the husband's like, no, this this poor woman needs help. Or, I, like, it might be like, oh, Sorry. Just made me think of it when we were talking about that. <laughs> That's all. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, if you guys have a favorite monster you think is bangable or just cuddly, let us know. Uh, we're always like happy to hear it. We are everywhere on social media. We have the OT3 podcast, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So yeah, let us know your favorite monsters and if you would bang any of them. Um, and like I said early in the show, if you want a shout out, please leave a review on Audible or iTunes and we'll, we'll give you a little shout out. And with that, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Ooh, yeah, wait, wait, what's what? next week? We already have it planned out. We do? Spoil it. Okay. Ooh, is that the... Uh, uh, TikTok uh, trends. Come on, ladies. There it is. Oh, TikTok there we go. We had a conversation about this like an hour ago. <laughs> and the one after that is... We, we, we got... Anyways, we got a lot of cool we got, stuff We got a little you. special one on that one. Uh, no, no, really good. No. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.